All right, let's do this shit. Bright and early. It's damn near 7 a.m. Sunday morning, uh, January, January 27th. It's the Shadow Falls Podcast, people. Episode 14, I believe. Yeah, episode 14. Uh, it's that damn Darcy Graham. Back to rant and complain and cry like everybody else on the internet about seemingly meaningless and menial TV shows, video games, and all of that jazz. Uh, what did I want to? What did I wanted to get into today was uh, mainly the Punisher season two on Netflix. Um, I think that shit dropped like a month ago. Uh, sometime in January, and I've been putting it off for a while now because uh, I actually had a really good vibe about it. I do this sometimes, like oh, a show that I actually really, really want to watch, I'll like put it off. I'll save it, you know, for like a special time. <laughs> I don't know what that time is, but anyway, um, maybe about three or four days ago. I sat down to watch it. Um, now, I was meaning to do it all in one go. Um, I thought I was going to do it all in one go and, you know, just binge watch it all the way through. And the first couple episodes gave me the impression that I would be able to watch it all the way through, you know, start to finish. 13 hour long episodes back to back. But. <laughs> I guess I get I guess I get into that later. Um, let me just I guess I'll just start with the whole shit. Episode one, uh, Frank is not in New York anymore. I think he's in Michigan or some shit. He's not in New York. He's somewhere else. And the first episode gives the impression that uh, the first episode is really strong. It's a really strong first episode, and it gives you the impression that Frank is going to be interacting with. An all-new cast of characters with a new set of problems with, you know, all-new bad guys and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's like halfway true. Uh, and that was the most interesting part of the entire, like, season was what they set up in the first few episodes. Like, the first story thread with uh, this girl he meets at this, uh, he's at this bar and he's, um, just some place that he stops into temporarily uh, to see some band. He meets the bartender there and they hit it off and he actually, they actually go back to her place and, you know, they spend the night together, which is fucking weird. I didn't think Frank would be about any of that. Um, But he seems to be trying to move on and like, you know, he's trying to be normal. Anyway, uh, I forget the chick's name that he meets at the bar. Anyway, um, before he leaves town, because he, he tells her, you know, I'm just I'm just passing through. She uh, suggests that maybe he should show back up because the band is coming back and, you know, I kind of want to see you again. Which was what she was insinuating and she wanted to see him again. And um, yeah, so he goes back a second night. And uh, oh yeah, I forgot that he the first night he was there he bumped into he bumped into some kid, um, who was clearly too young to be at this bar, and 
he just notices her, right? And she kind of looks, she kind of looks worried, like she's in trouble. And but the first night, Frank doesn't pay any mind. Second night, there's clearly some people after this young girl. She's back at that bar again, and <laughs> you know how Frank do. Uh, apparently, she's got some crazy, crazy, crazy uh, local like hitmen after her or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I kind of got it's kind of foggy what this particular sect was. Um, and her whole storyline, I don't really, it's a little foggy for me. It's a little confusing. Um, but yeah, she's got people after pretty much. And they like corner her in the bathroom and Frank notices and he goes in there, goes in there to get her out, completely beats the shit out of these two chicks in the bathroom, which was amazing. Uh, side note, sidebar, I think Netflix might be the king of like doing or having choreography in like tight, tightly cramped spaces. There's the, uh, the old hallway scenes from of course, Daredevil season one, and then you have one in season two, and then you have the fucking hallway scene from the Defenders, and there's a really good trailer fucking fight scene in uh, the later episodes of, of uh, Punisher season two. So yeah, I think uh, Marvel uh, Netflix, well, formerly Marvel Netflix, <laughs> they were the kings of like tight space uh, combat sequences. Really, really well done stuff. Anyway, he gets into a pretty gruesome fight with these two chicks in the bathroom, beats the shit out of them. <laughs> and, uh, and of course the fight spills out into the rest of the bar. People start getting fucking shot. People start getting fucking stabbed. The bouncer gets fucking wrecked. <laughs> he gets fucking stabbed up and shot up for no apparent reason. And, uh, the bartender, the, the girl that Frank went home with the previous night, she gets shot. So, the second night there, Frank has fucking got people. Frank has gotten people killed. He's got people shot, stabbed. I'm putting that on him. This is all his fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, he takes off with the young girl. And. Well, he, he takes the chick to the hospital and him and the younger girl, they go on the run. Um, and yeah, that's like. That's the pretty much the basic setup for the first few episodes is him and this, this younger girl on the run. She won't really, she won't really tell him why she's running, who she's running from. And he's trying to figure that out. He's trying to help her. And, um, all the, all the while showing her like, you know, he's being real tough on her, tiring her up to bedposts and fucking telling her to shut up. And, um, really good stuff, really good interaction between Frank Castle and the character Amy. Um, she kind of grew on me, but yeah, the first five episodes or so like that stuff with, I don't know if they're Russians or what. Um, she has this crazy, uh, uh, fanatical, I don't know the word I'm looking for. This crazy religious dude is chasing her, uh, this preacher guy. He doesn't have a name for the longest time in the series. He's just crazy and he's just as capable at dispatching people as Frank is. So you thinking that, okay, this is going to be the main antagonist, somebody who can actually, you know, match Frank, you know, in his fucking craziness and his military training and whatnot. Pretty serious dude. Uh, 
So he, so that guy's chasing after the younger girl, Amy, and all of that is interesting. Uh, but yeah, like the first four or five episodes, I think it's the first five episodes, but the first episode was the fucking the shootout at the bar, and then, well, no, the second episode is they start introducing the fuckery, um, because they cut to Madani, the character from season one that got shot in the head, got shot in the head by Billy at the end of, uh, I'm all over the place, Madani, the character that got shot in the head in season one by Billy, she, they're showing scenes with her, and she's back, and Billy's back, and Curtis is back, and all of the fucking baggage, and like lameness and slowness of the first season is slowly creeping back and it's like I was better off not seeing any of these characters come back it, it would have been so much better if they just focused on this new stuff they start planting that seed in like episode 2 um, Madani is visiting Billy every night because uh, Billy went into a coma after the beating that Frank put on him at the end of season 1 um, and apparently he, he has amnesia too. He doesn't fucking remember what happened. And there is a lot of, of, uh, there's a lot of Billy Russo in this season. And I have to say, not a very interesting villain, not a very interesting character. He was actually better in season one. as like, uh, it's like the suave, like, uh, conniving backstabbing villain he was cool then but that story felt like it was wrapped up man they didn't i know that it's supposed to be the character jigsaw or whatever but like in this season he was just kind of boring and whiny and like annoying um and he was mad about it like a few fucking scratches like on his face like that's not like they really they really dropped the ball on the on the fucking makeup effect in that department, if he was supposed to be mad about that, like, <laughs> uh, whatever, they should have spent a few dollars to really transform, you know, this seemingly good looking dude from season one into like a monster. So to like really sell the, the transformation and how bad he got beat up, but he just had a few scratches on his face. It was like, what's the big deal, dude? But uh, yeah, right around the time they start, I think it's like six episode through a sequence of events. Somewhere in between episode four and five, you have a really cool uh, shootout between the preacher guy and Frank and all of the preacher's goons and and the sheriff of uh, Michigan and a, a few of his ragtag people, his sorry the sorry ass people he got at his uh, precinct trying to stop these crazy ass mobsters from getting in and getting the girl and Frank because um, they're after him. That was a really cool scene. Um, but then right after that, uh, Frank calls Madani in New York and, and is like, you got to help me out. You got to get me out of here. And she comes and picks him up and brings him back to New York. And that's when all of the fucking problems start with this show because you get right back into all of the bullshit um, of the old characters. And it's not that I hate the characters, but like it felt kind of like a lot of the stories felt done. Uh, 
and there was a lot of fucking like moping and whining like all of the stuff with Billy and his uh, doctor, his psychiatrist, and that whole plot, subplot is completely ridiculous. Like, wow, like, look, I'm no feminist, but man, that is a weak-ass character, uh, Billy's doctor. I forget her name, actually. And it's and it's, it's sad because it's, a, it's another uh, woman of color that... Uh, <laughs> Billy pipes down and she fucking goes crazy just like Madani did. Um, yeah, Billy might be secret top tier. It's like, oh my god. But yeah, that character, man, uh, the psychiatrist, I forget her name, just a weak-ass character and her motivations don't make a whole lot of sense. Like, they just did her wrong, man. Like, that's just a weak, weak character. Like, a weak woman. Like, in a way that you wouldn't expect to see in TV anymore. Like, like she's kind of dumb and she falls in love for no reason and just really old ass, really tropey. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that character. Maybe they were just like, fuck it, since this is the last season of probably the last Marvel Netflix show. Maybe they just said, fuck it. But, uh, yeah. I'm rambling, going on a tangent. Where was I? Episode four or five? He goes back to New York, and yeah, it just fucking falls apart here, because now you have, it's like everything takes place in New York. The fucking preacher uh, character, the crazy dude, he has business in New York. He has to follow Amy and Frank there, because he has to, and apparently he's from New York. (laughs) And the people chasing Amy are from New York and like the rest of the people chasing her are from New York and Billy Russo and Frank's old, uh, you know, all of his, all of the business that he needs to attend to attend to is in New York. It's like everything is fucking happening in New, in New York conveniently. And it's just like, oh my God, they really didn't, they really did not need to bring back Billy Russo as Jigsaw. That was Probably, probably what killed it. Too many, just too many fucking characters. You know, you got Mahoney, you got Madani, you got uh, the psychiatrist, you got <laughs> Karen Page shows up for like an episode or two, which was fine. That was just like a cameo, and it was one and done. It was quick, how it should be done. They brought back Turk, which was fucking awesome. Also, how you supposed to do it? He was in. He was in for like an episode, and that was it. He didn't get a whole entire fucking four or five episode story arc. Like too many goddamn characters, too many goddamn side stories. You know, the story with Frank and Amy, the crazy Russians, and uh, the political, the the two parents of the guy that they want to be president i forget their names um all of that stuff was good that was a good story to just run with that it could have just been those two factions going up against each other you know but they had to bring in jigsaw they had to bring in female psychiatrist and madani had to get a whole redemption arc um (laughs) and uh 
what else? The stuff with Curtis was pretty fine. That was pretty good because he didn't get an entire like backstory. They just gave us a little bit like, oh, you got a woman now and you're trying to move on with his life. And okay, and the rest of the scenes, he's going to help the Punisher try to do what he's trying to do. And we're not, wor- we're not worried about no other characters, or at least I'm not. So, yeah. Overall, all in all, and I say at like, I think it was like episode six or seven, it just, it completely falls apart. It goes completely off the rails. And it's kind of boring at this point. Like, you're not really interested, you know? It has a few good moments here and there. There's a really good fight scene in a weight room. There's a shootout in broad daylight outside of a, I think it's like a check cashing place, which is really good. There's a, again, the fight in the trailer that I, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, that's really good. So some really good action, but not, not very good context for the action. You don't really care about what's happening um yeah and all all in all man just kind of like a week a weeks uh a week season i definitely liked season one a lot more um it was a lot more coherent it was a lot more straightforward um and it wasn't so many characters that you that you just didn't care about you know it's unfortunate that this is going to be the last season because they didn't focus on they didn't focus on Frank enough. Um, and there were there were a few uh, like I said there were a few interesting bits here and there, but a lot of it was really dumb. Like the way Jigsaw comes upon his new gang is really silly. It's just some old vets hanging out, and um. One of the one of the guys that they hang out with, he's getting his car towed, right? So they all run out and they catch the guy towing the car, and they pull up the, the, the truck driver. They pull him out of the car, they beat him up for a little bit, and they let the guy go with his car. And they tell him they tell him to leave town. And then after that, they're like, "Hey, you guys want to do this more often and hang out and fucking like, you know, we're good at this stuff." Like them <laughs> attacking. Uh, a, a tow truck driver led to them thinking that they could rob a bank. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, and one of somebody in the group was like, "Hey, we should just rob a bank." Like, and they were, everybody was just like, "Down." Like, yeah, let's do this. It was like, what? Like, that's how he came up with his new gang. And and like an episode or two, all of these dudes were like super loyal to Billy. Like, would like fucking die for him, and were they were willing to go through all of these crazy, elaborate, nefarious plans for this dude that they just fucking met. Like, oh my God, so bad, so silly, so dumb. Um, and there was one real interesting uh, story bit that they pulled back on that I was not happy about. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and spoil it. I've been kind of dancing around, dancing around spoilers. Uh, so far, and I kind of been all over the place, but I'm sorry, y'all. This is kind of incoherent, but um, they run this subplot where Frank kills three people that he didn't mean to, 
And that would have been interesting to let that play out. But they pull back on that stuff so quick before it could even sink in and before it can have any real effect or consequences on the character. They just they, they pull back on it. And I thought that that was really weak. I thought that that was really weak. They took a they took a perfectly good hezzy, a perfectly good mix up, something we didn't see coming. And they reneged on it. And at this point, when you get this like plot twist, we only got like an episode left. So I kind of figured they were going to do that anyway. But yeah, man, all in all, a weak season, it wrapped up a little too cleanly, a little too conveniently. And yeah, it was like all style and no substance. Um, And it, it just it was really annoying me and irking me. Especially when I got to like the 10th episode, I was like, it's why it took me so long to like finish it. Like I did one through five, like in one night, like boom, five hours. And then after that, I had to start breaking it up <laughs> because, um, yeah, it was just so like silly, just silly. But uh, yeah, that's the Punisher season two, unfortunately. Not great. Not a great review, I know, but um, I can't even express how like how good it started, and then it just went fucking sour. Like, <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, I'm 22 minutes in. Damn near. I'm gonna go ahead and take a break. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about next. If I even do a second segment, um, it's a little early, and I'm all over the place. But uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be right back, y'all. I think it's something to talk about. Peace. All right, we are back. I guess what I'm going to talk about now is uh, not so much what I've been playing, but what I haven't been playing, what I haven't been able to play, what I haven't been able to get into, all of that good stuff. Um, a lot of this stuff has been on uh, has been through. Xbox Game Pass. I had a like a quick stint with that. I signed up for like a month just to check it out, see what the big deal was all about, see what the big deal was all about. And uh yeah. So, the first game I played on there was Ashen. Um Ashen is the Dark Souls-ish indie game that dropped uh the night of the Game Awards. Um or was it the week of the Game Awards? I don't really remember. Anyway, it dropped on Game Pass. Uh, I played it for maybe like an hour or two. Um, not a bad game, but not a not as deep or as complex or as tense, at least from what I played, as Dark Souls. It feels really, really like like a watered-down Dark Souls. And I guess I just wasn't really interested in that at the time. It does have a cool aesthetic, though. It looks a lot like that uh, that Absolver game that came out like a year ago on PS4. Like the characters they have, like it's like a bunch of faceless characters, and there's a lot of like flat textures. And but yeah, from what I play, what I gather, um, it didn't have any other like stat allocation. It didn't seem to have the weapon variety, um, and it seemed a lot easier than Dark Souls. Although difficulty isn't a pre 
requisite for me to enjoy the game. Um, I do like for that style of game to push back a little bit. Um, but yeah, another addition to that to that weird ass subgenre that seemed to be taking off now. Um, so what do you what do we got so far? We got Lords of the Fallen, The Purge, um, Neho, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, uh, and now uh, Ashen. Might be a few more, especially in the indie department. But uh, yeah, people seem to really be taken to that fucking uh, Dark Souls style game. It seems to be like a thing now. Um, which I'm cool with. That's fine. It's whatever. Uh, okay, so what else did I play on? What else did I try on Game Pass, I should say? Um, I should probably turn the TV down. Over here watching Glow again. I had to put on something good after that fucking bullshit-ass Punisher. <laughs> anyway, um, Hellblade. Sinuous Sacrifice. Almost said Sinuous Sacrifice. Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice. This is the uh, the new Ninja Theory game. Um, you know, the guys that did the, uh, the reboot of DMC. Uh, what else did they do? They did uh, Heavenly Sword. They did uh, Enslaved. Um, all pretty good games. All games that I pretty much enjoyed. Now, the reason Hellblade didn't stick, and I have been waiting to play this game for a while now, because graphically it's like phenomenal for like a for like a double A budget game. It's it's like wow, that looks really good, sounds really good, cool concept, and you plan as like this like Viking chick, uh, is set in like Norse mythology, yada yada yada. I don't know what she's actually looking for or what she's actually doing. I didn't play that long. Um. But apparently she's like crazy, like schizophrenic. Um, and s she has like psychosis. She hears a lot of voices in her head. And there's a lot of like, you don't know what visions, the visions you're seeing, are they real or are they, you know, is it all in her head and yada, yada, yada. Um, now, my problem with this game is it's really like noisy. <laughs> now I don't know if it was, I don't know if they were going for the game to be unsettling or creepy or weird or what, but I just found it fucking annoying to have somebody const constantly whispering to you and talking to you the whole time. Kind of makes it hard for me to concentrate. Maybe that uh, effect was deliberate. Maybe that's what the character was supposed to be feeling, but it was enough to break me and like turn the game off and like uninstall it and not play it again. Um. Definitely a game I would rather watch than play, which is weird for me to say because I'm generally not like I don't watch people stream single player games. I just don't do that. That's not my thing. I don't even really watch Let's Plays. Um, but I think I will make an exception for that game. I kind of want to see how it turns out, but I don't really want to play it. Although the combat was kind of cool. Uh, even though it was like super simple, um, decent enough combat, pretty good graphics, kind of an interesting premise, but just not for me. Um, so yeah, I hung that up pretty quick. 
that lasted maybe an hour or two as well before I just I reached my breaking point. I just thought the voices shit was just like it was just grating, like annoying. Um, okay, after that, <laughs> I tried uh, Mutant Year Zero: Road to Eden. Now this game, uh, this game was fucking cool. It's like an isometric uh, turn-based strategy RPG um, in the vein of something like XCOM or, I mean, it's not grid-based like Disgaea and Final Fantasy Tactics, but, you know, kind of the same thing. Divinity 2, uh, XCOM, XCOM 2, you know, that kind of game. Um, but this game's uh, shtick is that uh, you're playing as these weird-ass mutants they look like they're they would be from like a '90s cartoon, like fucking gargoyles or uh, I don't know. Take your pick, uh, biker mice from Mars or t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like those kind of mutants. You know, really, really like silly looking. Uh, kind of a bad aesthetic, but very cool game gameplay wise. Um, the cool thing that they do with the gameplay that I really like is um, it has a stealth mechanic to the combat. So, um, in all of the zones that you like explore through, there are a lot of high level enemies and there are a a lot of enemies in general. Um, even the ones that show level in most fights, you know, how these strategy RPGs go, you always get fucking outnumbered. Um, and they're usually really difficult. (laughs) This game is no exception. Um, but yeah, it has like a stealth mechanic. So, uh, numbers can be dwindled. And certain characters can be isolated and ambushed before you start a bigger battle. And you kind of have to smartly navigate that stuff to uh, have a chance in most of these encounters, which I thought was really fun. Although I only played it for like two or three hours, um, I don't actually know why I didn't stick with it. Maybe my subscription ran out. I don't know. My uh, my game passed. But... um. Definitely a cool game, and when I do re-up on Game Pass, granted, if it's still on there, uh, I will definitely be going back to that one. Mutant Year Zero, Road to Heat. Cool-ass strategy game, um, or strategy RPG. Pretty dope. Uh, what else did I try? I tried, uh, well, I finally tried a uh, fucking uh, Ark Survival Evolved. I've been dancing around playing that game for the longest time. Um, I played the fucking uh, what was it? The free trial that was on Xbox a while ago, but they only give you an hour to play, and that's like that's nothing. Um, and I was considering I was considering buying it on PS4, but I kind of wanted to really really test it first because they have a, they're at a, they're at a bunch of different expansions at this point, and I would want to I would want to buy the whole thing if I got into it. Um. But just as like a taste test, this was cool. So I played it for like four, maybe five or six hours just to get a feel for it. I, I actually really like this game. Like out of all of the survival games that I played, and granted I haven't played a ton of them, um, just the ones on console. Uh, it's really cool, man. I really like it. I like the progression. Um, all of the shit, you, all of the shit that you can do, all of the structures that you can build. Uh, I actually didn't get that far down the skill tree. I got to like 
uh, bows and spears, and I didn't get to any of the modern weaponry or taming of the dinosaurs or any of that craziness. Well, you know, I built me a little hut, and that was walled off pretty cool, and um, I didn't get to get the full experience either because I don't have gold, so I couldn't play with other people. Um, but I was mostly playing it to, like, taste test it, um, to, like, get a feel for it. Pretty cool, pretty cool game. I think I like, I think I like survival games. Um, when they're done right, uh, that game inadvertently made me fucking uninstall, uh, <laughs> Fallout 76 because, yeah, I just couldn't, I just couldn't play Fallout after playing Ark. I'm like, this is, this is just worse in every possible way. <laughs> and Ark has so much potential. Um, yeah, I'm definitely considering getting into that in the near future. So, uh, yeah, that was Ark. Pretty cool game. Uh, what else did I try to get into and it just didn't really click? I tried, uh, reinstalled Neverwinter, uh, on PS4 really quick. That was maybe like 10, 15 minutes before I uninstalled it. Um, I got like eight characters on there. None of them are at the level cap. <laughs> And I told myself, oh, I'm going to fucking level up my warrior to level, I think it's like, is it 60 or 70? I'm going to get him to max level and try out the end game. I didn't. That, that shit lasted all 15 minutes before I uninstalled it. Um, I had an MMO itch that uh, ESO just wasn't scratching. So, yeah, I tried uh, Neverwinter. I tried... Uh, fucking, uh, Terra, that didn't work. I downloaded, like, 40 gigs of that game to play it for, like, 10 minutes. And then promptly uninstalled it. <laughs> Which is weird, because they added a new class that I've been waiting on for, like, since the game came out on console. I've been waiting for the Valkyrie to drop. Valkyrie drops, I don't fucking play it. I'm weird like that. Um... And then I was thinking, of, I was thinking about maybe going back to PSO2, but I already know what's going to happen there. The language barrier is going to get in the way. So, nope. That's the reason I stopped playing that in the first place. Really dope game, but I got to a point where, because it's in all Japanese, I couldn't get. I, I, I felt like I wasn't getting any more powerful because of shit I couldn't read. So, yeah. That's probably not going to happen. I need to just quit dancing around it, quit beating around the bush, and just go back to Final Fantasy, because I know that's what I want to play. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's every game I've been trying to get into. I haven't been able to. I've been playing a little bit of Fallout 4 uh, after uninstalling 76, because 76 is kind of a train wreck. Um. But yeah, I got Fallout 4 on Xbox, all modded out, messing around with that. That's some pretty cool mods on there. Um, I'll probably play that for a couple more hours before I ditch it. Um, having a lot of fun with those mods, though. Definitely gives that game legs. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's been it. Outside of For Honor, I haven't really been. Haven't really been playing much. Um, I got a lot of shit on the back end that I'm like, I'm stalling on getting back into. I don't know if I can get back into it. I've been uh, I've been dipping in and out of Persona Five. Haven't finished that yet. 
Um, I probably should. It'll probably take me another year to beat that gang. It took me like, it took me like maybe like a year and a half to beat Persona 4. So this is nothing new to me. I, I play those games in very, very short bursts. <laughs> you know, maybe like once a week at a time. So eventually we'll get through Persona 5. Eventually. Um, and uh, yeah, that's been it as far as gaming goes. Yeah. Sorry about kind of the uh, weird-ass podcast people. Didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Namely, I wanted to rant about The Punisher. So, yeah. Um, in the future, though, I'm considering doing like a Final Fantasy podcast. I've been thinking about this. I kind of want to do an all-encompassing. It might just be Square Enix in general and Square Soft of old. I just want to talk about my own personal history with Final Fantasy and where it's going, how I think it's going, what it's doing well, what it's doing terribly, all of that, yada, yada, yada. So maybe in the coming coming weeks, I'll do a big Final Fantasy podcast. I kind of want to like get that off my chest. Um, as far as releases go, uh, Resident Evil 2 dropped, the remake. I'll probably play that somehow, sooner or later. Kingdom Hearts 3 is next week. Uh, not too interested in that, but again, I'll probably end up playing it somehow. Uh, and I think next weekend is the uh, open beta for Anthem. Now that's the one I'm really looking forward to. That's the first, my first highly anticipated game of the year. So, depending on how that open beta goes, I'll be definitely be getting into Anthem. Hopefully, the beta goes well. the The VIP beta was this weekend, but. I guess it was like a dumpster fire. People can't get in, all kinds of technical problems, yada, yada, yada. All of the shit that we knew was coming. With every beta now, with every online game, this shit always happens. So I'm not surprised. But uh, yeah, next week, we'll see. Um, I really have to gather my thoughts on that Final Fantasy idea. That's going to take a while to get all of that together. So I don't know. We'll see. It might be two weeks, three weeks out on that. I don't know. Um, next week though, we'll probably definitely be talking about Anthem and, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Yep. Not a whole lot to talk about this week. So thanks for listening people. If I didn't say it already, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, get back into the show, try to get some fucking sleep because it's mad early. I've been up all night, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm out.